Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Decal Download Podcast, your source for the latest news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. Here with Commissioner Amy Jacobs, I'm Reg Griffin. We appreciate you joining us this week and every week. You can always find us on social media uh, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, or on our website, decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues there. Well, from Athens to Valdosta and many places in between, DECAL has awarded 18 community transformation grants ranging from $50,000 to $125,000 to community collaboratives serving children birth to eight and their families. We've also extended funding to eight grantees who received these grants in 2021. And Commissioner, it's all about building community partnerships that help meet the most pressing needs of young children and families at the local level. Yeah, and I, I love these community transformation grants because we can do so much at the state level, but a big part of what we should be doing, and I'm so glad these address that, is helping locals make a difference in their community because that's really where the work happens, let's just be honest. We can just support that work um, and maybe even you know have some best practices for other communities to follow with future grant opportunities. Yeah, learning all kinds of things. And from the grassroots level, where folks are dealing with a variety of issues, and we're coming along to kind of help them out from the state agency level. Joining us uh, this week to discuss community transformation grants is Jill O'Meara, Manager of Community Partnerships and Projects, and Dr. Bentley Ponder, Deputy Commissioner for Quality Innovations and Partnerships. Folks, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. We're happy to be here. Yes, thank you. Good to have you all here. Bentley, uh, you know, we often see state agencies creating programs and initiatives and kind of pushing them down to the local level. But community transformation grants, they really do. I mean, it's sort of the opposite uh, with ideas that are discussed, created and launched at the local level. Is that accurate? Yeah, I would say that's accurate. I mean, there are parameters that I think Jill can provide more specifics around when communities apply for these grants, but they really are locally driven. And while we provide the parameters of the needs that they can address, and it's a wide range of those needs, uh, it's the it's local communities through a collaborative. So it's not just one agency, it'll be a collaborative, which which is a part that I love, you know, saying here's something that we see as a pressing need in our community, and here's a way that we can address it. And, you know, I was, uh, as preparing for this, I was looking over the list of all of our different grantees. And, you know, one of the things that I don't think we talk about enough with these is just how innovative they are. And even though we said to, you know, here are the parameters, you know, pick, pick this need and write to it. When you look at these, they're really addressing multiple needs with these projects. And, you know, an example from that is we have several that are addressing food insecurity. But if you look at part of their projects, they'll have things around social emotional. They'll have things around language and literacy. And it's really a great way for local communities to both collaborate, but to, you know, to have some funding and have some support in um in, in addressing multiple things and been very popular. And uh, both times that we've put out the application, we've had more apply than we could fund. Well, Jill, tell us about the process and applying for this grants and how all that works. Absolutely. So initially when we partnered and when initially when we started these grants in 2021, we were new to this. This was a lot of money that we were getting ready to put out into communities. And it was, it was very new to us. Um, 
So we partner with CBIOG, Carl Benson Institute of Government at UGA, to be somewhat of a think tank with us on how we should, should design the components of the application for these grants, especially because these were $75,000 grants that we were looking at, and we wanted to make sure that we were doing a really good job getting this, this money out into communities. And this funding was coming from the Preschool Development Grant Birth Through Five Renewal Grant that Georgia received in 2020. And PDG did provide our state with a a uh, unique opportunity to strengthen system level framework and better align critical birth to five services. So CBIG worked with us to offer some technical support on the front end of these grants and having their support was really, really helpful for us. But for the 2023-2024 grants, these are funded by the American Rescue Plan, ARP uh, Act, and we were on our own for this ongoing support with CV without CBIG. I don't say we want to say we had it all figured out, but we did learn a lot from the process. Hmm. So what did this process look like for this round? DECAL released the grant application on September the 1st of 2022. And to continue our technical support efforts for this grant, we offered a webinar for interested applicants on September the 9th. And the webinar was open and available for anyone interested in learning more about the application process or even if they wanted to know some if they want to know more about what existing projects were established by our round one grantees. And I should say that we also have added a new system to decal for our grant applications. We added SurveyMonkey Apply for these grants. It was utilized to help us streamline the grant process for applicants and our internal review team here at DECAL. Applicants um, using the system, there was a little bit of a change. So, for example, applicants had to adhere to a word limit instead of a page limit. That was a little bit different. And I guess it's closely related, but overall, the structure of the new system worked really well for us. Eligibility for this was open to government entities, local school systems, and nonprofits registered as a 501c3. Application closed on September 30th, and awards were announced as promised on November 16th, and our grants began January 1st. And these 18-month grants will run all the way through June 30th of 2024. So super excited to work with the list of uh, there's a huge list. Uh, we have a, a total of 26 grantees, 18 new ones, um, and then, of course, the continuation grants of our eight grantees. We're excited, mm. to yeah. say the least. <laughs> I like the way you say that. We announced the winners as promised. <laughs> Day up. <laughs> right. And, and if, if folks have never supervised anything like this before, they don't know that, uh, wow, the devil's in the details. I mean, it, it's hard to get everything together and reviewed and done accurately to say on time is a bigger accomplishment maybe than we're letting on. But uh, congratulations on that and getting the payment started uh, at the very first of the year. That's terrific. So uh, for 2023, we have 18 organizations receiving grants. Can you guys kind of walk us through some of the work? Let's put some meat on the bones here, uh, sort of describing uh, what it is that is happening around the state and and all going on to benefit children birth to eight and their families. Yeah, sure. Um, I can go ahead and give a little bit of information about that. Um, you know, I wonder if it may be helpful to give a shout out to the 18 grantees. Um, if sure. you want me to do that now, yeah, I can let's go do ahead that. and just 
I'll run through the list really fast of the 18 grantees and then our existing eight, because if they have a chance to listen to this podcast, I know they want to hear their name. Absolutely. I love Uh, your shout out. All right. So here we go for the new organizations. um, Resilient Georgia, Athens Area Community Foundation, Family Connection Communities and Schools of Berrien County, Quality Care for Children, Jasper County Family Connection, Brooks County Family Connection, Hand, Heart, and Soul Project Incorporated, and that's in Clayton County, Hawkinsville Pulaski County Family Connection, Safe Harbor Children's Center, that's in Brunswick, Georgia, um, Professional Family Child Care Alliance of Georgia, um, and the fiscal agent for that is 9 to 5 National Association of Working Women, Greenbrier Children's Center, that's in Savannah, Black Child Development Institute, Atlanta, Prevent Child Abuse Rockdale Incorporated, Wiregrass Georgia Technical College, Rome City Schools, Food Bank of Northeast Georgia, Bullock County Board of Education. Those are our 18 new ones for our existing eight that you will hear us talk about throughout this podcast, and that's Baldwin County Board of Education, Cook County Family Connection, Georgia Organics, Greenbrier Children's Center, Gwinnett Building Babies Brains, University of West Georgia, United Way of Central Georgia, and again, Quality Care for Children. A total of 36. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Terrific. (laughs) So remind me, Reg, what was your original question? (laughs) What was your original question? Um, Can you kind of give us an idea of some of the work that's being done as a result of these projects that that, that we've granted? Um, What what is happening in 2023 that wasn't happening before? Jill, I can, there's two on here that really kind of make me... uh, that, that I think are just so neat. So mm-hmm. one is uh, in Rome City Schools, uh, they have a vision van. <laughs> and we worked with all of our uh, <laughs> procurement and everything to make sure everything was was appropriate there. And they're traveling to city schools and other areas in the community to provide uh, eye screenings, fitting for glasses, and then also providing glasses to those students at no cost. So really addressing a specific Neat. And as for someone who's worn glasses and contacts since I was a young child and know the way that vision changes as you get as you get older and especially in those uh, in those early years, I think that's just a really exciting one. And that was one I was I was when we saw the applications. The other one that I think is interesting. So it's Brooks County Family Connection. And what's interesting to me about this is that it was building on it built on the success of one of the original eight that we had in Cook County. So you saw something in Cook County that was really working. And so then with this new round of funding, they, you know, we applied it to or Brooks County Family Connection applied. And this is a partnership where they're providing 400 low income children, their families, meals and nutrition services for 18 months. And embedded in that are also those language and literacy resources. So I think this is just a great opportunity and just shows, you know, how not only do you have what's going on at the community level, but how different communities work together. They know what each other's doing and then they can help replicate that. I think it also shows the strength of our family connection partnership networks. Too. Mm-hmm. Those are yeah. great. And it does show a variety. Jill, do you have any favorites? I mean, I know we've uh, it's kind of hard to nail down. Oh, yes. I'm I'm nervous about saying I have a favorite. There's 26. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I know Bentley did mention earlier that um, when applicants wrote to these grants, they had to select um, a focus need on a, to, to write about their projects. And um, and so I can tell you that there is a 
wide variety of um, project needs that these communities are focusing on. Um, for example, um, we have three grantees that are supporting the ECE workforce. That includes early childhood teachers, program directors, administrators, family child care providers, and other ECE professionals. We have five that are supporting children with social, emotional, and behavioral needs. We have four that are working to increase access to high-quality early childhood programs for children living in rural areas. Seven, reducing food insecurity. Two, that are working to provide mental health services for children and parents and caregivers. Two, for increasing access to high-quality early childhood programs for dual-language learners. One, who's providing enhanced services to children-related early identification and treatment of developmental delays and disabilities. Uh, one more is increasing access to high-quality early childhood programs for infants and toddlers. And the last one is one uh, grantee who's really working hard to support children with persistent challenging behaviors to reduce suspensions and expulsions from early childhood, early learning programs. All great work and yeah. so creative. Amazing. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if people realize how tough it is to write a grant. If you've ever tried it before and you're in your professional or, um, you know, if you're involved in civic work in the community or something like that, these aren't easy. And you have to kind of take your creativity, but then mold it to what they're looking for in the grant. And so um, great work by all of these 26 folks that are doing extremely great work across all kinds. Of, I'm trying to keep up with you, Jill, on my notes, uh, all kinds of projects around the state. So congratulations, even more so to, to each of you. Yeah, a lot of great projects for sure. And it's nice to see that it's a statewide, uh, statewide projects. No, mm -hmm. no concentration in one certain area. We're serving the entire state with our community transformation grants. Well, um, you both know, and maybe our listeners know, one of my passion projects is using a two-gen approach in our work to serve uh, the child and their family together. And, and I think I heard some two-gen focus in some of these projects. Do you think any of these represent um, a two-gen approach? I would say that most of them do, actually. I mean, if you just look at the descriptions, it's serving children and families. And it's not just including the words children and families. You actually see services. Those nutrition services are going to children and, and families. And I would, I mean, in the vision band that I mentioned a few minutes ago, I bet that that's helping adults also get some, get those, get those services. Uh, so I, I, I did, in my mind, Commissioner, I, see these as community transformation grants, but under that two-gen umbrella that we right. do. Mm -hmm. And Jill, you mentioned this, but these, uh, in addition to the 18 recipients, we have these eight grantees from 2021 receiving an additional $50,000 for their ongoing projects. Was that the idea from the beginning, or is this something that you guys said, uh, hey, this is this is good work, we should we should continue this? Um, it certainly was not something we thought we would be able to do. Mm -hmm. um, when we were able to work with these grantees the, with round one and with $75,000, we thought that was a lot. But when we were, when we had the extra funding for the, from the American Rescue Plan dollars, and we were able to offer 125000 to these new grantees. We wanted to we wanted to be able to offer some additional support and continue working and learning from those initial grantees that we were working with. So adding $50,000 
gave them the same amount of money. It's giving them the same amount of money as the new grantees are getting. So we're, we're excited about it, but there's certainly a lot of amazing projects that are taking place. And we have such a great opportunity at DECAL to learn from these projects all across the state. They're geographically located across, all across the state, but working with so many diverse populations uh, of, of children. Um, it, it's just, it's just exciting. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, dare we use the term laboratories? This is almost like yeah. laboratories all across, <laughs> yeah. you know, the state. And um, if these are projects that um, show strong results, it's something we might consider uh, at mm -hmm. a at a statewide level. So, um, thank you again to, to all twenty six your laboratories. Now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's a good way to to explain it. Well, you mentioned these grants are funded uh, through the Preschool Development Grant and the American Rescue Plan. Um, I can't wait to hear the answer to this question. Do we anticipate offering them again in the future? Jill or Bentley? Uh, that seems above my pay grade uh, to answer <laughs> that question, Commissioner, but I would certainly be an advocate for funding more. And I'm hoping that we're collecting the right data that we can share to you so we can continue funding because I, I, I do think they're worth it. Yeah. A, good, a really good investment. But, I agree. Above my pay grade, I think this <laughs> might be an applicable use of that term. <laughs> I don't always like it, but today, Bentley, I think you're using it in the right uh, in the right context, safest context, well, especially sure. when being asked by your boss. I was going to say, yeah. so yeah. What do you think I'll say, Bentley, about the? <laughs> so I know Gears; uh, they're always great partners uh, with us. What role is Gears playing in evaluating the community transformation grant projects? They're the lead. I mean, they're the lead evaluator. Uh, they're working with, I think, the Lumina Group. I think is a partner, and it's really, I would say, uh, organic, qualitative evaluation. Going into talking to the different projects, getting data, hearing how the projects are going, hear how our support for them is working, or you know, may not be working, and what we can do more. And you know, one of the things that we quickly discovered from these grants and other grants to the evaluation is grantees want to convene. They want mm -hmm. to get together and hear what each other's doing. So we've you know, been looking for other opportunities for that. And going back to the commissioner's earlier question, we included the grantees at our 2Gen Summit in October. And so that also provided a way for them to convene, but it also was a way to, to show off the great work that's being done. And, you know, by the way, we should toss this in here as well. Jill ran down the list of projects if you're in the those local areas and you'd like to learn more about it you really could I, I think it'd be okay to say contact those local organizations about what's going on and i think everybody you know they come to us and they say what can we do to get involved in early childhood education and care and and the work the two gen work that's going on around the state these are great opportunities that have already been identified and I'm sure uh, they could they could use the help. So if you're interested, definitely reach out. If not just to say, hey, I heard about you on this podcast. Congratulations on the grant. Uh, but maybe, uh, you know, maybe you could get involved. You never know. Yeah, definitely. Well, Jill, changing gears just a little bit. Um, you have six community coordinators that work with child care programs and other partners throughout the state. How is that work going? The work is going great. It's, it's nice to see that after... This pandemic is over, that the, the coordinators are back out 
in the um, sitting in meetings in person, able to share meaningful, relevant information from DECAL's programs and services. Um, being able to do that in person is, is just, it just makes such a huge difference. But they are super excited about getting back out in the field. Um, they're continuing to have their and host their child care engagement network meetings. Um, and those are for child care providers, child care program providers for both family homes and center-based. Um, and they are hosting those virtually in within their region. Um, and they are also hosting their birth to eight meetings quarterly. And those are also virtual as well. It's kind of hard. I mean, I know Edward Rowell, I, see, I give his name and he has 48 counties in the Southwest region. He would love to be able to have an in-person birth to eight meeting, but it just, he just can't figure out where to have it with 48 counties. Um, and so virtual is probably the best option, but um, Clayton Adams in the Northeast, um, Glenda Davis Canteen in the Northwest, Bridget Washington Collier in the Central West, Hannah Smith in Central East, um, Tamisha Campbell Southeast, and Edward Rowell in the Southwest. They're working hard across the state to bring community partners together to talk about DECAL, to talk about any programs and services or even funding opportunities that we have. They want to make sure and get that information out into the hands of those community partners and child care providers so they can take advantage of it or share it with their circles of influence across their region, uh, across their community. So it's exciting. And if you're trying to keep up with them, watch our social media because they're great about letting us know where they are and showing us the work that's being done. So an outstanding group. And I'm so proud of the whole effort of uh, the community coordinators. So watch for them on social media. They love that. Um, and Bentley, this is the, if no one's uh, heard about this, this is the 10th anniversary of Quality Rated. We recently celebrated a Quality Rated Week, April 24th through 28th, with special guests visiting Quality Rated programs all around the state. We're at 2,884 quality rated programs last time I checked here uh, in Georgia. How would you say things are going on that front? Things are going great. Uh, you know, we've been doing QR 10 events all year. These visits with quality rated have absolutely been been wonderful. And I was able to actually do three visits this week. Uh, I was able to go out with Senator Kay Kirkpatrick, Senator Elena Parent, and Representative Becky Evans. And we do three-star providers got to see some really high quality. And it, on the surface, it may look a little bit different within each site, but when you boil it down, it's really those teacher-child interactions and seeing how children feel welcome and safe and uh, and and know their, and it, you, you just see the, really the impact of having those good teachers in those classrooms. And while I did not look at any of their observation scores or I have not, you know, uh, done that, I would presume that all are three stars because of those interactions and because of their strong workforce. And I think if there's anything in quality rated week and quality rated 10 years that we should celebrate, it's those, it's the dedication of that workforce. That's what yeah. makes it three stars. I agree. It's all about the teachers. It's all about sure. the teachers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, if listeners want more information on the community transformation grants, maybe they want an idea for the second and see what's going around the state. How do they get more information? Reach out to me at jill.omera at decal.ga.gov. Or, um, of course, you can reach out to one of your community coordinators. And if you need to know who that person is and you and uh, you want more information from them, um, if you email me, I can I can share that, pass that information along to them directly. They will be more than happy to to connect with you. 
all around the state, six different ones. Is that right? Did I count? That is correct. Yeah. Six. Okay. Well, this has been great. A community transformation grant, something we're very excited about uh, here at DECAL. And uh, the work is going on now. The results, as uh, Bentley mentioned, the data coming from all of these projects. We're very excited about that. Uh, but so excited to be able to gift $50,000 to $125,000 to these community collaboratives uh, serving children birth to eight plus their families, as we pointed out. Two gen opportunities all around the state. Uh, Jill and Bentley, always a pleasure. Thanks for being with us. Hope you'll come back soon. All right. Thank you, Rich and Commissioner. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. Now, what are your questions for Commissioner Jacobs? Let's go to the water cooler. Hi, my name is Esther Duggan, and I work in the Inclusion and Behavior Supports Division, and I live in Ben Hill County. I cover the Southwest region. So my question for Commissioner Jacobs is, are we going to be able to have an all-staff meeting again? I know we've grown considerably, but I sure do miss getting together and having those great meetings. So just curious if we will have them again. Thanks so much. Esther, thank you for the question. And I'm glad to hear that you've enjoyed our previous all-staff meetings. It has been quite a while since we've gotten together. I think it was 2019 the fall of 2019 I feel like that's yeah, when it was I think and that's it was right. it was a good it was a good day and we got lots of good feedback um so yes uh the answer is yes so good news we are planning a another all staff meeting for our 700 plus employees so as you can imagine uh that takes a little bit of work and planning uh we have found a space and I believe it will be in October or November of 2023 so you will begin hearing more about that soon as we kind of get logistics and planning uh, so you can mark it on your calendar. So it's going to be exciting to be back together again as a small staff of 700. <laughs> and Reg, you I know you'll idea. be involved. I mean, you're the hit. That's what makes it so good is Reg is the MC. Well, I, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. If, I don't know how that ranks, but I do enjoy it. And it's a lot I'm like Esther. I enjoy being around everybody and seeing each other, you know, in one place. I get the idea maybe Esther wasn't as happy with our virtual all-staff right. meetings. We tried, yeah. you know. We, we did, did. try. <laughs> but it's going to be great to be back in person. More details uh, coming soon. Yes. Now it's your chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers to this question. Email your response to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. Here is the question. How many programs received community transformation grants for 2023? How many programs received community transformation grants for 2023? Answer that correctly. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers, and you could win a prize from Chick-fil-A, Fun Spot America, Georgia Aquarium, Georgia Lottery, Lakeshore Learning Materials, The School Box, Waffle House, and the World of Coca-Cola Museum. How many programs received community transformation grants in 2023? Again, decal download at decal.ga.gov. We'd love to see you win a nice prize. Thanks for listening to the Decal Download Podcast. The Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning improves outcomes for children and families by strengthening early learning experiences and partnership with early education programs, professionals, stakeholders, families, and communities. Their vision is that every child in Georgia will have equal access to high-quality early care and education. For more information, visit their website at decal.ga.gov. 
Join the conversation at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs. Thank you.